is Jeans and a Nice Top, a crash course in modern dating with Ash and Mel. Hi, Mel. Hey, Ash. And hello to our very special guest this episode, Jess Vandelay. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. Thanks for coming on. We are super happy to have you on. Jess, tell us a bit about yourself before we get started for those who may not know you. Um, For those who may not know me, well done. I have been trying to get to know everyone. (laughs) (laughs) I am a... I'm a model, I am a journalist, and I am more recently, I've dabbled in the area of podcasting. So I would say, yeah, I, I, I'm your ultimate slashy. I am a slashy. Yeah. I do. I embrace that term. I think some people see it as a bit of a slur, but I don't. You're like, what is, who is the slashy in Zoolander? Is it Fabio? I can't remember. Gosh, <laughs> I, I actually was looking at, I got lost down a, um, rabbit hole the other day of looking at the Zoolander outfits. Mm. Like, um, they, were f- they were fire. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> they were so good. <laughs> and <laughs> Jess, as a curve model and a writer, you're often at the centre of conversations around body image. So how are these conversations sort of evolving that you've noticed? Because you write a lot about body image and you're also modelling in that space. Yes, I am. And I think uh, it's certainly a conversation that at the start of my modeling career uh, was very different to the one that we're having now. I mean, it was definitely more of an uphill battle when I began modeling about, you know, uh, over 10 years ago now. Mm -hmm. And I was sort of in my late teens and there was a real sort of there was only a very small community of people in fashion and media who were really willing to embrace someone that wasn't, um, you know, painfully thin or, you know, incredibly youthful and incredibly white. So I didn't really, other than the youth part, I was just not what they were looking for. Uh, And so were so many other people. I mean, it was a very narrow conversation that we were having about beauty and, uh, I think nowadays a lot has shifted, a lot has changed, but I still think that we're living with the remnants of that kind of mental, uh, you know, the, the, that mentality that we, we all grew up with, um, that we're still constantly trying to make sure that, you know, inclusivity and diversity is something that we're pushing for, but not um, in a tokenistic way. It's like here for the mm. long haul now. And I, ho- I hope that that's the case. But I think um, if I'm going to say anything about, you know, in terms of me writing about body image and, and mm. talking about body image and things like that, I, um, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to kind of comment at times, mm. especially, you know, being a, a curve model and a woman of colour. And, you know, I do think that it's important to get that kind of perspective, uh, you know, especially when it comes from an authentic place. But at the same time, I don't always like being pulled into a soundbite. Um, yes. You know, like when I can't elaborate or I can't really just be acknowledged for other aspects of my personality yeah. and who mm-hmm. I am. And um, actually I was having a conversation with, uh, I won't name names, but a, an Indigenous artist recently and they was sort of said to me, yeah, does that? do you think that that's sort of happening a bit more lately where that you sort of get asked these kind of invasive questions and, and get asked to answer them quickly in a soundbite. And I think there does need to be a little bit more of um, 
little more, bit more awareness about that and how that can be perceived as a little bit of a tokenistic vibe or like a microaggression, I guess. Yeah, I was thinking this as well because I feel like the Black Lives Matter movement, well, I mean, obviously it was a movement beforehand, but the sort of real peak of it in the beginning just of 2020 like you we see all of these like places kind of going like oh we need to like include um the voices of people of color and there's been like and even with um body image and all of that that over the last couple of years as well like people publications and and brands and all that sort of thing have been really you know going we need to diversify and be more inclusive and present like be on board from a literal what we're what we're coming out with from campaigns to like stories and voices but then it almost sometimes like if there's the intention behind it isn't good if they're just like oh shit everyone cares about this we better jump on board i feel like that's when shit gets really bad and and you see it where you're like oh you guys missed the mark so hard there mm. like that looks so tokenistic or that sounded like that was really fucked up that you asked them that question or whatever and yeah, and I think that you're exactly hitting something right. Like, you know, there has certainly has been momentum um, in recent years for obvious reasons, like, you know, considering the, the you know, Black Lives Matter um, movement last year. And, yeah, like you said, it's obviously been something that's been around since, you know, uh, a very long time. But I think that at the end of the day, um, a lot of people who were very anti-inclusivity and anti-diversity um, are some of them are still at the top in the top jobs and mm-hmm. you know and I think unless you really welcome in some kind of fresh blood and people who really get it and who have been evolving over the years before this was you know a movement that just couldn't be ignored anymore um, they're really the companies that are welcoming in that fresh blood and kind of new ideas from a really genuine place rather than just kind of doing this top line change of like, oh, okay, let's just switch this, you know, white, thin, you know, pubescent girl out for a, you know, insert, um, you know, demographic here. And that's kind of where the messaging gets lost. And that's where it becomes a little, a little bit rough, especially when you're the one on a set and you can kind of see it happening. Um, And you don't want it to be, you don't want to be the person who turns around and is like, nah, fuck this. Can I swear, by the way? Yeah, of course you can. Um, <laughs> I literally don't think I don't swear in a yeah. Yeah. At this point. Um, yeah, you don't want to be the one because, you know, at the end of the day, the this particular artist I was talking about this with, I said to her, I you know, I said to her, like, I, I sort of, uh, while there are times where I want to turn around and be like, oh, look, that doesn't feel comfortable. And I kind of do say it in my own way. Um, like, I feel like I need to elaborate here or this can't be fit into, you know, a 15 second explanation because mm. you've asked me a really complicated, complex, nuanced question that really isn't going to fit your um, Instagram tile. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, I, at the same time, I, I do believe I feel I have the energy to have a bit of grace when it comes to educating people, but I certainly don't expect that of all people um, mm. when they're put in those situations. You know, you can react how you want to, but I just sort of try and find a way where I can, you know, keep the opportunity going, but at the same time uh, educate someone into maybe, you know, we need to make some adjustments here to make everyone comfortable. Mm. And do you find that as well, Jess, that I guess in a lot of ways like the media is fetishizing 
brown people, women of colour, curvy women, all sorts of women at the moment. Is that, do you find that as well that people are, that tokenism is turning into that fetishism that people are picking, picking you for those traits? I think that, you know, fetishizing people of, you know, color has been, you know, non, non-white people mm. has been a problem for a very long time, um, yeah. a really long time. And, you know, the change is now whilst it's being celebrated, I think there's still a conversations going on where people might need to be a little bit more aware of like, you know, while they're taking someone out of one stereotype, they're putting them in another. Like, mm. you know what I mean? Like, you know, um, I know that, you know, Michelle Obama has talked about that angry black woman stereotype, yeah. but now is it like putting them in this like big booty, like kind of swearing, kind of, you know, um, overtly sexual, you know, and yeah, go girl, like kind of vibe. And there's nothing wrong with being like that, but it's mm. like not every not every person of colour, not every woman who identifies as a brown or a black woman is going to really, um, that's not the category. You know, it's just mm. having space in your mind to be like, hey, you can be like a brown chick and love Seinfeld. <laughs> hey, your name isn't a testament to that, right? My name is it, Armand. Yeah, Jerry yeah. Seinfeld. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it so is. They true. will not find the word Vanda on your birth certificate if they I look you up not. at birth, deaths, and marriages. That I know. <laughs> it's so funny. I thought I think I have to put it on there because it's getting a little awkward with getting flights getting booked and whatnot. But oh, of course, <laughs> I'm booking them with yeah. the. Oh no. Yeah. <laughs> so for people who don't know, my birth name is not. Uh, Jessica Vandelay, that is a Seinfeld um, reference. <laughs> and I think I, I think I have just sort of gone along with it because it was just an Instagram handle when I didn't know Instagram was going to be a thing and my cousin had already taken my name because she shares, you know, Jessica Lay and it was just a point of difference. And then I guess I just kind of developed this persona around this, you know, JVL character and, and it's so fine. I mean, a lot of people have these, you know, quote-unquote stage names and I kind of love the distance um, but yeah, I guess it's, it's just my name now. Like in, you're in, quoted in the media well, as Jessica Vandalay. I, I honestly didn't even know. I write under that name. <laughs> yeah, it's like a pen name. Yeah, because it name. used to be Jessica Vandalay, and then I had heiress of Vandalay Industries, and I feel like I don't know who isn't aware of Seinfeld's, you know, Me. that Seinfeld joke. Me. Yeah, but anyone <laughs> who sort of gets it, they're like, oh, Vandalay Industries. Um, but people who don't, yeah. I feel like it's one day maybe I'll drop it, but at the moment it's just, you know, it's kind of like, you know. I, I, I It's I, working. Not that I'm Jennifer Aniston, but I remember reading somewhere a long time ago about her just kind of shortening her name or changing it because she had like a quite long last name and she's just like, yeah, but I kind of just embrace the the level of like, you know, it gives you that kind of space from separation like, your yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally off topic but also amusing <laughs> is that I went on this bizarre morning like 5 a.m. deep dive into Vance Joy's Instagram, who I have had a crush on forever, but like it's gotten less so over the years because I find his music more and more irritating. The didn't you I cut get. his hair once? I, no, I didn't cut it. I straightened it for pedestrian for a video. And I was like <laughs> so obsessed with him. Like I was like sweating. You know, when you sweat from stress and you're just like dripping, it was like summer. And oh, I was yeah. just like, I cannot be more unattractive right now while I'm doing this. But 
Anyway, so I was deep diving him because he was dating Sophie Lowe and then they obviously must have stopped dating. She's got a new boyfriend now, according to her Instagram, which I also ended up on, guys, because this is what I do at this five in the morning. This is a huge mood. Spiraling. <laughs> Spiraling. And then, <laughs> and then he put up a post of a new girl friend, I guess. And it, she was in Barcelona. I think she might have literally been from Barcelona. But now he's back in Australia. Anyway, if anyone has any tea on that, I would love to know. This is going to be so, like, stale by the time this comes out. But I was thinking about it because I forgot what his actual name was. Like, I was literally like, mm. what is his real name? And it took me, like, 10 very tired 5 a.m. minutes to figure out it was James. And I was like, oh. that's weird. I've never, I, like, you know, like, you then identify with that person with that, like, pseudonym. Yeah. But, like, he's not Vance Joy. That's, like, something I can't remember the story behind him. It's something to do with, like, his dad and a book or something. But, yeah, it's, like. I think gosh. a lot of people, I mean, like, most, so many artists have, like, you know, I mean, not saying that I am in that caliber, but, like, I just think I can totally see how it just makes you feel just, yeah, it's just kind of like a, a pseudonym. It's just, like, you know, you're putting something out in the world, but also it's, like, not entirely 100%, like. Yes. You know, you are yeah. try and be as real as you can, but also you kind of want something for yourself. You and know, I have a friend who actually uses a pseudonym on dating apps because she is, um, I wouldn't say she's like crazy well known. She's just well known in certain circles. This is all me covering her identity enough. <laughs> but she uses a pseudonym because she was like, I don't want people to identify me as that person because that persona isn't necessarily me and I'm like I get it but then what are you gonna do when you get on date with them like is it like like very silly or is it like kind of like her name's Rebecca and she calls herself Sophia like that like she's like Jane or something how's your experience with that being Jess because people would you would be well known people would see you on posters and in store campaigns and then would they see you on tinder and think Hey, where do I know you from? Yeah, I I haven't been on like a dating app in a, in a quite a long time. I think at the start of COVID, I like went on something because um, you know everyone was panicking. Oh yeah, um, <laughs> we're all like we're single forever. Oh my, <laughs> we're God, all gonna die here with COVID. Like, how will I meet anyone? Um, and yeah, and I was I was single at that time, and so that was great to mm. kind of just suss it out. But I wasn't. It wasn't Tinder. It was something else. But um, anyway, I I guess like yeah, I don't really I I haven't been on a dating app in a, in a in a long time where like I've had a massive following. I think when I was in London or New York. Um, mm. But you know, then when you go on those in the in those kinds of places, like kind of you know, D-listers or even A-listers are on there. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, kind of. That like, is wild like, to me. That is wild to me. I was talking to someone about Raya today. Yeah. Um, are you on Raya? I have been on Raya. Yeah, that was we, yeah. <laughs> I need I need the un- I need to understand. I don't know why I'm obsessed with Raya. I've decided because I wasn't allowed on there. Thanks Raya. I tried twice with a really? great reference. Yes, no one let me on on the Raya side of things, and I just I it's like the weird like secret garden, you know, and there's the door, and I just want to go through. And I'm sure yeah. the other side's not that exciting, but I just want to go through. So I feel like you should tell everybody what it's like. There's some legit know. people on there though, like that I was like, whoa, okay. This like who? Um, 
<laughs> I, I will say because I feel like people, you know, um, what's his name? Lakeith Stanfield. That was one that I was really excited about. I was like, oh, my God, Lakeith is on here. Who's Lakeith? Um, what's Lakeith in? Oh, he's in, um, I think that's how you say his name. It is, he is in that um, movie with Adam Sandler um, recently, the serious one that Adam Sandler was in that was really good about the, gem, I think it's called Gem. Or, um, oh, yes. Yes, right I know now. what you're talking about. And everyone was like, why is this good? That was the best movie, guys. It Uncut Gems? Really Un- yeah. Um, it was It was really How's, how's us, like, just trying to work out this name? I know. I'm like, what the hell? I can't wait to watch that film in the year 2023 when I finally, like, catch <laughs> up. around to it. I mean, I've just, <laughs> just finished Love Child, so. <laughs> God, Ash, of course, yeah. <laughs> you are so, I remember that about you. You'd be like, wait, what is that? And I'd be like, how, how have you not seen that? Like, how have you not seen <laughs> It was Uncut Gems, by the way. Yes. Uncut yes. Gems. On you. If this was trivia, on- I would have won. Yeah. <laughs> Put that on your list, Ashley Austin. I okay. Notebook. I bet you haven't seen that either. The Notebook. But, um- <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> I will watch it. There's, um, yeah, he, anyway, back to circling back. He yeah. was, um, he is an actor in that movie. And I, yeah, I'd seen that movie, I think, around that time. And I was like, oh, he's Ooh. on it. But yeah. Did you match him though? No, I don't think I ever really matched anyone on that. I sort of was just like lurking on it. I was yeah, like I feel like everyone does. Like, Who is on this? And yeah. I think that's what a lot of people were on there doing. I mean, like I'm not sure. But, yeah, I, I guess with dating apps, I don't really, I would say for everyone almost, I would connect your Instagram. I think don't do that. Really? Mm. Yeah. I would say I do. But then I'm like, why do I do it? Maybe I just haven't been thinking about it. Ever since we recorded with Flex Mummy, everything that I say now, I'm like critically thinking about it. (laughs) Because we did this whole app with her and it was all about like why do you have sex and like why do you do this and why do you like that position and all these things very sex related because she's got reflex sex out at the moment. And it was like, wait, I don't know why I do anything at all. And now I'm thinking about it with Instagram, so. Well, yeah, I just think, like, with a dating app, it's like they don't know, you know, if you met them in a bar, they wouldn't have your Instagram already. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? Mm. It's like it's kind of like that's what you're putting out there. That's what you're putting forward. I guess for a safety thing, it's kind of good to be able to more information the better when it comes to especially, like, women online. Like, you can kind of suss someone's vibe. Mm. Um, But at the same time, I just don't think I – I kind of avoid giving my – if no one – if someone doesn't know that I, like, have this kind of persona on Instagram, I I sort of hide it the longer I can. Not because I'm embarrassed, but just because, like, I just – Want to be you. I just don't want that. I just don't, I don't know. Like I just feel like I just rather than, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So if you're not on the apps, how are you dating? Like where are you meeting people? Because I literally have, where is anyone really? In the surf, just <laughs> having a swim? Like, <laughs> where are they? <laughs> I don't know. I guess like I've, I, yeah, I just meet people in person and, you know, what? random places. I don't know. That's outrageous. That is outrageous to me. <laughs> where? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ash and I, not even. <laughs> like, just like everyone that listens to this podcast, like stampedes, like what the rails or something. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I met someone on my balcony once. That was what? handy. Yeah. But um, yeah, that was really handy. Didn't work How? out. 
But um, yeah. But <laughs> why were they on your balcony? He was, oh, rob- he, 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 was he was robbing me. Yeah, he was, he <laughs> he was an intruder. Yeah, a hot, a hot felon. Yeah, that's. I mean, I think it's more. I don't know if I just put out like a kind of not saying that anyone, you know, but maybe it's just I maybe putting out an energy like you can talk to me or something. Yeah, like that. Like, I do think I don't do that because I. I get very nervous about, like, meeting new people even now. Like, I feel that I come across really confident, but, like, to people that don't really know me, but even to people that know me, actually, but I'm not. And I think when I meet people, I get very nervous at first. So if someone were to come up to me, I I would be quite – I probably am not giving off, like, a come chat to me. I'm just hanging out here with my margarita and I just really want to chat, you know. Like, I'm definitely giving off the, like, stay the fuck away from me and my red wine. Immediately, do not come near me. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think just being in America, like, you know, living in New York, it's such a dating culture and, you know, you'd just be sort of in the bodega and you would be, you know, getting – cheese or milk or something and someone would just kind of come up to you and you know not you know not in a creepy way but meet you you know this yeah meet strangers and um yeah it happened a lot and I think initially I was kind of like what are you doing talking to me like you know yeah. that are you lost standoffish vibe like what yeah. do you, you know but there that's just the culture there and so it kind of like brought me I think maybe now I kind of carry some of that energy with me like I'm kind of open to talking to someone if they want to talk to me. Well, and this is the thing, right, because it's funny you say that because America is, like, notorious for that, right, that, like, people just don't have that fear of, like, I'm just going to ask them out and whatever because it is whatever, right? And I feel like here we still have, and, I mean, particularly as women, I think that ingrained thing where we have to wait for them, like, the amount of friends I know that are, like, oh, no, like, he hasn't asked me out. And I'm like, why don't you just fucking ask him out? And, like, I'm on Hinge. I was saying this the other day to my sister. When I'm on Hinge, no one fucking asks me out or, like, reacts. You know how Hinge, it's like you have to reply to, like, a comment or whatever. Mm-hmm. No one would fucking do that for me. I'm just out here, like, hitting everyone up. Like, I cannot tell you a guy that I went out or that I've been out with in the last couple of years where I didn't make the first move and I wasn't the one that was like, what's up? Like Ash with her rose sending. What's that thing that you used to do? Oh, I used to just send them heaps of rose emojis and just like copy paste it to everyone. <laughs> I was so like low touch with it. And then I would just like drink three glasses of Cab Sav, send rose, spend half an hour sending roses to everyone hot and then just see what I got back. <laughs> just see what you got. And it's like, why are we not in, like embracing that energy like, I don't know that many women here that in Australia that are doing that. There's a real, like, there's a, still a real kind of stigma about making the first move. Like, it's embarrassing or something. But it's like, fuck, you don't even remember. Like, I honestly didn't even remember the fact that, like, I'd hit up so many different dudes on Hinge and I probably got, like, three or four people out of the 20 that I messaged actually reply to me. And then you're like, you don't remember that shit, you know? Yeah, it's kind of part of the fun, I think, to be just sitting in your own power and, you know, in that moment and being like, I don't really care if you sort of say, no, you don't want to hang out with me or whatever. Like, cause I just, I wanted to hang out with you. So I'm just going to ask you, like, it's yeah. no skin off my nose. I do remember once. So I was on, I do remember the last time I was on Tinder actually. And it was in Bali with my best friend, Penelope. And this was like, I think it was like 2016, 2017 new year. 
period. Yeah. And um, we, yeah, we were just two single girls. We didn't have like anyone else there with us. We were having our first Christmases away from home and we just wanted to hang out and meet people. So we would just go on like a full on Tinder power swipe and like, just like, 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 like so many people who we thought were just like half decent. And then we just invited them all down what? to Old Man's Bar at once. And so we were being Iconic. Oh, two for one. <laughs> Two for one half hour old man. Yeah, and we were sitting there and there was like these guys would come up and they'd be like, ah, Jess, Penelope? And we'd be like, yeah. And they'd be like, I'm Dave or blah, blah, blah. And literally like 15 guys turned up. Like no. we told them like we didn't say it was exclusive. We were just like we're going to be at this bar at this time. And we just Dead. thought we were going to up our odds. And we did. And it was so fun. And I still talk to some of those guys. Oh, my God. So did you like, have, like, a massive party? <laughs> it was so fun. And it was just, like, we just did it. We were just, like, and, you know, they kind of, like, we're all turning up and being, like, oh, they invited me here and, like, you know, having oh. this. Open. And I was, like, just be friends. Like, everyone just be friends. We're having a party. And I, th- there'll <laughs> be people listening to this, Jess, that are listening and just thinking, that is fucking insane. Yeah. I could never do that. And there's, if there's one word that I would describe you as, it is confident, which is a cop-out because I'm sure people would be like, you're so confident. How do I be confident? But for someone who's listening and thinking, I couldn't even write to someone first on Tinder, this bitch out here, like, <laughs> 15 dudes to the club, like how can someone just snap off a piece of that confidence? I think confidence is definitely something that's gotten easier with age Mm. and it's just because I feel like I maybe have less to prove Mm. I definitely have those days where I feel you know you question yourself you second guess yourself all that kind of stuff but I think if you just cultivate a mentality of like you know nothing usually nothing is that big of a deal and you should just do the funner funnest pathway you know what I mean and just kind Mm -hmm. of enjoy life and you know especially when it comes to dating I think like it's really all about having fun and finding someone who you can you can laugh with and you can enjoy your time with um and really like you have to cultivate a sense of of um confidence inside of you I think before you can really be yourself around someone else yes and I think like it's so funny I feel like I always say this. It's so funny you say that because I was thinking the same thing. Ash put up this meme the other day of like normalize not not um relating to someone else's story with your own story. And I was like, fucking, I am so attacked by that meme. That's all I ever fucking do. But anyway. She's about to do it. I'm about to do it. She's about to do it. <laughs> no, I was going to say because I relate so hard to that because my 30s I've been – the most confident and the most, I guess, self-assured. And I wouldn't say I'm 100% there yet who is, right? But, Mm. like, it's more than I ever have been. And I go on – when I used to go on dates, even when I used to date people, I used to just mould myself to what I thought they would want. So it's like, oh, you want me to be, like – you know, the cool girl or whatever. All right, cool. I'm going to start dressing this way. And like, and it was even like a subconscious thing. I wasn't even realizing that I was necessarily doing it. It was just happening. And I guess these days, like I go in with this such a don't give a fuck attitude. Like I, I'm so tired of, from the enormity of life, not in a depressed way, just like there's so much shit going on that I'm like, fuck, Mm. if I can't just be myself with you, then like, I don't even want to be hanging around with you because I'm too fucking tired to put on an act. 
for date after date after date, you know? Like I feel like that, but it's like how do you get that without just getting older? Like can you just get that if you're younger? Like can you just somehow harness that kind of fuck it energy? I didn't. Jess is, you know, on the topic of confidence, there's been so much dialogue around like, oh, I'm going to go back on Tinder once I've like lost the COVID kilos and I'm I'm too fat to date at the moment, like that kind of language. And I've noticed a lot of friends talking that way. Like, mm. where, why, is, why is it bullshit? Why should you just start dating now with the body you've got? Just get on there with photos, how you look and go on some dates. Yeah, I mean, I think that... It's such an interesting place to be in if you think that your worthiness of like love and actual human connection is based on your weight. Like anyone who Mm. would judge you for that or considers that a requirement really isn't someone who's going to give you very positive loving vibes anyway. So I just think, yeah, like there's nothing wrong with if you've put on some weight over COVID especially and you feel like it's shifted your kind of confidence and the way you carry yourself in the world. I mean, that's so natural. Getting used to your body changing is like you've got to give yourself time then maybe just to, Mm. you know, uh, get more comfortable with, you know, the way you're presenting in the world but know that like, even if you were, you know, at your peak weight, you know, peak physical fitness or peak whatever, um, that's not necessarily going to stay that way for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. there could be something yeah. that happens that challenges that. So I really just, I, I'm not a big, uh, I don't really subscribe to anything about yourself physically that should, you know, be an impediment to you going out and finding actual human connection. Um, yeah. But, you know, obviously being being confident uh, is is important and feeling confident. And so if you feel like you need to work on yourself for a little while for a variety of reasons, but really I think if you're going out with that attitude of like, you know, I need to lose weight before I can find love, then maybe the problem isn't your what's this on the scales, it's in your head, you know? Yeah. yeah. And also don't you feel, I don't know, well, you may not feel this way, but I feel like when I have hit like, a goal weight or something. Like I've always fluctuated with my weight and I like injured myself in 2014 and put on quite a bit of weight and felt that way and was like, oh, like when I lose weight, I'll find someone. Like the reason I have no luck on apps is because I am X size or whatever. I need to get to X size to to get that. And when I got there, it was like the same shit (laughs) <laughs> the same good and the same shit. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I was still seeing people, like I was still on the apps and still getting it, you know. Mm. <laughs> but then when I got to this goal weight that I had in my head, I was the same. But also I was in a, such a fucked up head headspace because I had put all of my worth in getting to that weight to get love and then realized that it didn't get me that. And so then I was like completely adrift. Mm. And it also like, you know, and so I ended up going to therapy for ages. It's a whole long fucking story that I'm not going to tell. But the point being is like, I think a lot of people would relate to that where people that have really gone, okay, I need to like make a change, which is like you said, totally valid and great. But when they put all of their energy into that and that's going to get them other things in life that don't actually come from your body, you know? Yeah. It's I mean, just a really fucked up thing that we go through. It is. And it's kind of like, uh, uh, you know, you have to kind of, 
educate yourself out of that, you know, and that's Mm -hmm. when it comes down to are you surrounding yourself with friends that give you love? Is Are you cutting out toxic people in your life? Are you kind of building really uh, important? And I'm not no medical professional or anything like that, but I just know what Mm. works for me is like if I'm feeling like I'm unworthy and especially if it's something physically about me, then usually it's actually something else. Like it's really about I'm hanging around with the wrong kind of people or I'm striving for the wrong kind of goals or, you know, I really just need to make other changes and other shifts to make me feel like I am supported in my own life to, yeah, be worthy of love. Because at the end of the day, I I think, you know, whether you want to be in long-term monogamous relationships or any kind of relationships, you know, connection is something that you want for life and you're going to be, hopefully the end goal is you're blessed enough to be a wrinkly, old, crinkly person that doesn't even look like who you formerly used to look like, but you still feel the love, you know? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that's the end goal. I've changed that to your Tinder bio. Looking for nothing serious, <laughs> just someone to be wrinkly, old and ugly with. Yeah. I am a wrinkled prune <laughs> looking for fellow wrinkled prune. Yes. Yeah. Enjoy long walks on the beach. Totally. I mean, you know, I think, you know, I definitely, you know, physical things catch the eye but that's not what keeps you around I I think anyway and also we're so not that hard on people that we date like fuck I don't sit there like critiquing the body of guys that I'm on dates with. like I have such a wide like my attraction comes from so many different other places than the physical you know like there's obviously Mm -hmm. like you said there's physical things that you might that might be attractive to you, but they're also really different for everybody as well. Like there's there's guys that like you guys would think were hot and I would be like, mm, they're okay, like, and vice versa. Like there's there's no one cookie cutter hot hotness level. So, and, and we don't look at other people that way and we don't ascribe to that. So then it's so strange that we do that to ourselves and like, decide that we need to look like Gigi Hadid to get back on the apps or something, you know, it's strange. Yeah. And it just goes to show you like, you know, considering our eclectic tastes, you know, the people that we're most drawn to are generally the people who carry themselves in a way that is, you know, confident and self-assured and, you know, they're kind of just drawing you in with their energy. It's really got nothing to do with mm. how they look. And, you know, I've, yeah, I've dated guys who have put on a lot of weight while, you know, we've been seeing each other or lost a lot of weight or toned up or changed their, you know, whatever. And it really, like, I don't think I would be shocked if any of my exes came out and said that I, maybe it's just because I'm a woman and I'm hyper aware of commenting on someone else's body because of the industry that I'm in. But like, I would be shocked if any of them came out and said that I said anything like negative about their bodies um, because it's really not what I was looking at or that I w- what I was interested in. You know what I mean? I think it's yeah. generally if you're like you're interested in someone, it's got really nothing to do with, um, you know, their, their six pack. It might be what like catches your eye, but I think we all know that not everyone has a six pack for life unless you're Greg Norman. <laughs> And (laughs) does he have like, who's that guy that has like the, like, he's created a six pack with like fillers, which I just think is a vibe to be honest. Oh my God. Is that the guy who owns the paparazzi? I think it's the paparazzi guy. Yes. And he's like, he like couldn't be fucked creating a six pack. So he just, yeah, well, he couldn't be fucked like working for it. So he just like 
put them in over yeah. the top of his. And it's just like, you know what? Mood. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even I too care. can't be bothered. You know what? Yeah, it's like, you know, if that's what makes him happy, Dolly Parton is like one of my idols and she says I'm real where it counts. And so I'm like, go do whatever you want as long as you're a good person and, you know, you 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 back it. If you back, if you back a faux six-pack, enjoy it. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> that, that is a true mood to take away, Jess. Just back yourself. And if you're going to tell Make some fibbies, if you're going to tell some fibbies on dating apps, back that too. Yeah. Go on. We all, we're all, oh. we all can tell some porkies on first and second dates. So on the third date, oh, you yeah. have like some clarifications, right? You're like, okay. About your real name. That It's just literally a Seinfeld joke. It's yeah. not my real name. You're like, the fish wasn't that big. It was actually that big. <laughs> the metaphorical fish right yes exactly thanks so much for coming on jess thanks guys yeah, thanks so much jess it's been a real pleasure having you on this episode of the podcast i have enjoyed it very, very much you. thank you and i feel I- very like a lot of love in my heart now and like very the byron bay energy is like flooding through the zoom chat oh good <laughs> it's just like the byron bay internet connection that is yeah. <laughs> hindering the chat but, yeah. Know. Yes, guys, listeners, thanks for sticking with us through some technical difficulties. It's the 5G is necessary. That's all I'll say. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say nothing because I live here, but. Yeah, yeah but we support you the podcast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>